0: Do you think? Yeah, just because it's us, is it? That's true. We, <laughs> we can be controversial. Um, I don't think we can be that controversial. Um, I'm going to make a new song for this, I think. Oh. Little. I-, I thought it might be nice to have a new one for every little.
1: Can you use like a snippet of my voice?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to send me a voice <laughs> note with something like singing or something. I- Identity. <laughs>
1: The ideas. I did.
0: <laughs> Just super Industry. cheesy. Street,
1: street, street, oh my god, street, street, That's street, gonna be street. terrible. Identity.
0: episode 32 of the Duke London podcast. And I have my first ever return guest. Wow, what a landmark. <laughs> um, Tally was episode three, I want to say. Of the I think you were episode three. I'm going to check as we talk. But I'm pretty sure Tally was episode three of the podcast when I had just died and I was not any
1: fumbling his way through yeah
0: (laughs) and not much has changed i'm realizing i was gonna say like just doing it from my room and self-producing but everything's the same look at us no episode four i lied Ah. episode four so that was very much at the beginning Mm. um the reason we are back is because we're doing a little collaboration this is not your average uh guest on a podcast here Uh, (laughs) um we're gonna do a collaboration with Tally's. would you call it your company
1: it's nope. kind of, you wouldn't call it your company, my intensive. Yeah, but it's that the branding is. Oh, it's a com- I you meant a meant com- minute company of no, people, as in like I'm yeah, is your. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so enough with the sassiness, all right? <laughs> we're not starting like that. No, you'd be right. My yeah, company, yeah, it kind of is like your like legal, legally and financially, is your company. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's based around her intensive, uh, which is
1: called Hit It Identity uh. Ideas. Uh. Tell them industry, Stree industry, uh, industry. Uh, I have to street, be honest; street. I always get it the wrong way around I'm always like ideas. Everyone I, 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 does, ideas. and I thought just the other night, am I changing it to which way round the ideas I did not to something else entirely. Oh wait, what? Like changing the name entirely, like not mm. the order. Just because people say I, I, I also. Yeah. Which I'm here for, Mm. but that doesn't really roll off the tongue. Then I was like IQ. um, It's an intelligence led thing. Mm. I cubed. But then Mm. it also, I don't know. But yeah. that. But I like it. I like it. I love it. And I don't think it can be summed up any better than how it is. Yeah. But it's uh, similarly to like a name that's difficult to pronounce i can see people like apologizing as they go to say it because they know they've almost certainly got it in the wrong order (laughs) yeah
0: true well i mean probably the same this is such a random comparison but the same struggle like arnold schwarzenegger went through when he first (laughs) became an actor it's like it's a weird name but when you get famous enough people will learn to say it yeah you know what i mean so i think even though it's like maybe if we were having this conversation when before you had even done it i might be like oh maybe there's a catchier way but it's like
1: it's too late now yeah if
0: you've already put it out and by the time it gets like such a big thing and for the people who care about it
1: they'll learn to say and it was called me myself and i so we've definitely it? made improvements oh, that's, yeah this one's better <laughs> <laughs> only thing worse
0: would be me myself and ideas identity and industry
1: <laughs> which is the wrong way around
0: <laughs> <laughs> which i did on purpose no I <laughs> what, what identity ideas i think it's because ideas is shortest mm-hmm. ideas identity yeah so bookend, bookend
1: identity the short one.
0: I, i'm gonna think bookend anyway this is entirely too much um yeah off the subject got fun. so yeah so basically we're gonna do a podcast series based around the intensive that tally's been running for four years Yes. For four years. Um, Made up for saying the name wrong by knowing how long it's been. Absolutely. I think I was there on the, I want to say second one or third one. One of the original ones.
1: It was the first, because I ran it for an hour and a half per strand early 2017. And then I think you were there that summer when it was a day per strand. What was the
0: first one in Redbridge? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first time you did a day per strand, right? Cool. And yeah, so basically just to finish this uh, clunky introduction, um, we are going to do a podcast series. So there's going to be... This is the, let's say, intro podcast because it begins with I. Um, (laughs) Branding. I'm a marketing manager. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're going to do... This is the first of four. Then we're going to do... Identity is the next one, then ideas, and then industry. And each podcast, we have selected a guest each that we would like to invite on. And we can't announce them just yet because I am scared that it won't all go to plan (laughs) so i uh, i want to make sure that it's all recorded before we uh announce who's coming on just in case you never know they are
1: fantastic guests. yes
0: and the if the people who are on are the ones i'm talking about (laughs) i'm super excited but even if we replace them i'm sure i'll be excited about whoever we replace them with um Yeah, so each podcast, we invited a a guest each that we thought would be the best person to have in the room when discussing that particular strand. So it's kind of, that does what it says on the tin. Identity, um, we will be discussing things based around identity and same with ideas, just general ideas in creation and industry obviously everything will be related to the dance industry and the dance ideas and the dance identity because that's what the intensive is based around Mm -hmm. um yeah, so obviously we're going to talk more about the intensive, but that is what this is. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Hope you you're are. still
1: here. And I hope that wasn't a clunky intro because I kept interrupting. <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> I think it was our tendency to go on tangents. Yes. But that's fine. I I don't think people
0: listen Strap to podcasts. In kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people listen to podcasts for snappy information. <laughs> true, true. It's more of a background listen or Yeah um hello hi you're right towels you? um we are in casa de, de tali yes <laughs> um do you want to talk about this intensive which has sparked this podcast series
1: sure so i i've realized as i get further away in time from influence i tend to speak on them less so this is really useful because it um, forces me to acknowledge the true influence for this intensive. And I would say that I have narrowed that down to my participation in back to the lab in 2016. Um, I was a dancer in Carrie Anne piece. Um, and as a. I won't even say a hip hop dancer, but just as a choreo head, um, I never say that any other way. (laughs) It's like not a choreo dancer, like a choreo head. Um, I just hadn't been introduced to a lot of the methods and exercises and thought processes in that. And it was delivered in a way that was challenging, but not scary. Okay. And I felt inclined to bring similar into the choreo scene, specifically at the time. So I would start introducing exercises here and there in my choreography classes, and like specifically things that you learned on Bragovich, or like just stuff that was inspired by the. Um, the lab? Some. If my memory serves me well, I think some were pretty on the nose um with full credit given to um jonathan borrows who was the one of the mentors and i'd say the man behind the most influential exercises for me um but then there were some that were so like thrown in the deep end i thought needed a bit more deconstruction or tailoring to be challenging but not scary for the dancers that i knew um, and then I had worked with equity fairly closely around 2012 as um, a co-founder of Dancers United, which was very much like what Dancers Network is now, um, a campaign group for better rights, rates, etc, for the commercial industry, and also being agency manager of Zoo Nation for what would have been five years at that point it just felt like a really unique standpoint and just to try to find a way to get that information and that perspective to my students my students at the time and also just looking forward to reach people in general and i Um, I did a trial run of living in Amsterdam, which isn't entirely relevant, but that's just where the idea came to bring them together for an intensive. Um, And that coincided as well with doing artists for growth, which is um, an intensive that artists for artists run. And through that, just the talk about budget and producing, just helped me get my head around the logistics of doing it because it's the first thing that I'd ever done, ever built from scratch. Cause I'd never done like masterclasses or anything that I'd arranged. I was always just teaching yeah. in an institution. So it was the first thing that I was building. So early 2017, I booked creation box um, for four and a half hours and just an hour and a half on each strand. And then the summer that you were there, it was a day per strand. Um, And then I think it stayed like that for one more year. Basically, it's just grown year on year to now, I'd say that pre-COVID, the space has grown and the offering has grown. Um, It's now five days long, uh, 30 people, And yeah, two days on identity, two days on ideas, a day on industry. The industry strand's the one that's um, changed the most because I realized reading about, uh, reading out contract terms and rates and stuff, that's not necessarily that relevant to the people that are coming. Um, So now that is just half hour coffee dates slash Zoom dates with everyone after the fact. Like, what do you want to do? Um, Or just a debrief on how they're feeling, just a bit more tailored to each person. And then on the last day of it all, um, we just spend the day using what we've learned and the different devices and methods. And then we shoot a little something at the end, which is some of the favorite things that I've been a part of making actually, which is funny considering that they, are done so quickly, but given that the ideas part is about making efficiently, it's not making your best work, it's just like making stuff. It bodes well that the visuals come out so well, I think.
0: Yeah, it shows that the things that you're doing work, I guess, in simple, simple terms. Yeah,
1: that was lengthy, sorry. No, no. Um,
0: So, yeah, and I've, like you said, I've been a part of the Mm second-ish one and then Mm. I did it, once more or twice more and then i filmed on it and so i've been around for a lot of them Mm -hmm. um i think yeah let's definitely go into like what each one is more Mm -hmm. um i can imagine also i was going to say with the industry one that it's it's hard because stuff like industry type things in any industry Mm -hmm. It's either you have to go to like a full school to like learn everything or it's very specific to what you need. Mm Because it's like even for me as a photographer and videographer, like I was um, looking into contracts for my work and it's like, all right, I either need to like this is what I realized after doing some research is like I either need to sit down with a lawyer and pay for like a consultant uh, what do you call that consultancy or whatever mm-hmm. and literally tell them exactly what my problem is and what I do and what contracts do I need for specifically this mm-hmm. or I just need to go to school and study law. Right. <laughs> like, right. There's no yeah. in between. It's yeah. not like someone can give me a few tools. I'll go Google this. It's like, it's really specific to me and there's some bits that I'm going to miss and I only need a bit of that and a bit of this. So, so I can imagine that's why the industry thing has been maybe hard to, mm-hmm. to pin down Get as right. one thing because it's like, yeah, I guess moving in the dance industry, it's like, okay, here's how you write a CV, but then it's like, there's a CV different for this, for this, for this. Here's how you, I you don't know, like negotiate terms, but what are we talking about? Like, what do you need to get out of it? It has to be really, mm. either really specific or you have to know all of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that just a lot of people don't have the capacity to sit and take in information. Like yeah. a lot of it, especially if it's numbers. Um, I do think that, any dancer pursuing a career in dance that involves payment for things should know the commercial rights and rates because it being a style is up for debate, but it definitely pertains to the medium that the dance takes place in so as soon as you're on tv or a live stage you are engaging in commercial work so whether you're like one of the other weirdo alien type dancers or whether you are a choreo head or a commercial if you believe it to be a style i think i've made my opinion pretty clear (laughs) in doing that um i do think that is info that you need to know but i i my think my days are done ramming that down people's yeah like throat. even if
0: you're a like battler or something but you're on a tv show or yeah whatever in a
1: vi- music video like that's a commercial the same race, thing and they can easily
0: mess you up if you're like
1: and you will more than likely if you are the weirdo other experimental and then whatever. into the hip-hop realm afro yeah you are the ones it seems that are um taken the mick out of in that regard or there's more likely to be people in those areas it seems as i say that uh that doesn't seem to be true but those are definitely areas where um dancers are exploited or their lack of knowledge is exploited but then i say that in the more formal institutions with colleges that happens there as well because they're not taught that information there but in
0: the more like let's say like hip-hop in air quotes spectrum Mm. Mm. which for the purposes of this conversation will include the completely commercial side but like there's definitely for me speaking from the experience of not the commercial side Mm -hmm. or in air quotes not the commercial side but like there's it seems like there's not any emphasis put on that especially there wasn't before like let's say before five years ago or something like Mm -hmm. maybe there's bits more of it now because I think there's a whole long my, I have a whole long opinion behind that. But I think because the level of our underground scene has risen so much, you mm-hmm. have the underground dancers are now working because mm-hmm. they're good. Whereas before, when I first started, I don't think we had the people that were good underground dancers were just working commercially separately. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like now yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, you, you can just be a battler and you're getting booked for jobs based on your battle mm-hmm. cre- credentials. Mm-hmm. So... But I think, yeah, maybe there's, I haven't seen as much of an emphasis on like understanding your rights as a dancer, understanding fees and blah, blah, blah up until recently, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would definitely agree that there's not as much of a-
1: I do want to expand it just to help the notion and just help encourage the idea that we are running a business. Yeah. Um like I misunderstood you when you referred to it as a company. (laughs) Um, But it is, and I consider myself to be a business. And I look at uh, teaching my agency work, choreographing, like the different things I see them. I try to think in business terms, like those are income streams. Mm. And, you know, me having a few means I've diverse. Like I try to think of it that way, which helps because I read business, not literature, but you know, to read things about finances and to be able to understand my career in those terms, I think is really useful. And that's Mm. definitely like, I love maths and stuff and money. So (laughs) that makes sense for me, but I think as (laughs) self-employed artists with ourselves as our brands, I think it's important to on some level do that
0: yeah and i wonder if you feel this way too but i have always seen like a maybe a disconnect or like a misunderstanding by a lot of artists about them being a brand and their dance being a product Mm -hmm. to sell and Mm -hmm. i think there's something to be said which people tell me a lot is like that it can not always be healthy to view it as like just something you're selling and stuff like that
1: yeah there's that like Sell out type thought process to be had about it, or but there's somewhere know, in
0: between, I find.
1: Yeah, or that have, it's like- not as authentic to think of it as a product. Right, yeah, but if you are in the pursuit of making money from it, yeah, what is it
0: then? And even to be honest, like it comes down for me, it comes. Like from the big topics of like understanding how to like represent yourself, understanding how to negotiate, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But even down to like, and this may be just me, but like the way people dress sometimes, or the way like you you act or whatever is like, for me, like dressing well. Don't judge me on the video. Um, but dressing well, like when you go to a competition or when you shop for an audition or blah blah, Mm is like packaging your shoe in a nice box. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like if Nike just showed up at your door and chucked it (laughs) like chucked the shoe on the floor in a in a paper bag you'd Mm -hmm. be like ah, like it's a really nice shoe but they don't give a shit about the product like you know if they if it arrives in this nicely packaged box you think that the product is worth more and I've watched a lot of stuff about fashion and and the fashion industry and the way that they package their clothes is for that reason like that the more elaborate the packaging is, the more mm-hmm. it gives you a sense mm-hmm. of worth of the product. So that's mm-hmm. like a conscious thing that people do. And I've always seen that with dance, like unintentionally and intentionally from other people, like people, let's say when they, like, I, I don't want to say it as like making more effort in the way they dress, but kind of it is, you know? And like, this is just one really small part of this, but mm-hmm. I can see like, let's say if people start showing up for events or whatever, dressed really nicely and and whatever and they've thought about their outfit and they've thought about their appearance mm-hmm. you you i can see like oh you've started to again subconsciously or consciously think of your dance as a product and you're trying to sell this to whoever's in the room like it might be the judges it might be you're trying to you know book a job or just gain a reputation or something but i feel like you making an effort with you mhm is not beyond the Like, there's the functional part of that, which is like working out and stuff, so that you can do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. But you presenting it nicely shows that you care about how the product looks. Yeah. There's. Uh, this is just my like view on it. I'm not saying that's the. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, when you enter those spaces, then I I thought you meant just like going to a competition or just like being at a battle. No, I mean like and competing I was like, oh, or auditioning. No, if I agree to that yeah. level, because then I think you get into the all style no substance possibility but that's not what you've meant so
0: well i think it depends on your aim like so for me if it's like um i'm trying to think of a good example where it's happening in real life but it's like if i'm just going to a training session for shits
1: mm-hmm. um then you won't care i don't care mm-hmm. i'm just gonna put
0: on whatever i feel good and whatever or i'm gonna let's say even professionalism, it doesn't have to be, I'm, I'm basing this a lot on like dressing because that's something that I think about a lot, but mm-hmm. it it can be professionalism, it can be timekeeping, whatever. Like if we're mm-hmm. just hanging out and we're going to train, like I have the friendship thing, like I'm not going to be an asshole to you. I'm not going to show up two hours late when I didn't tell you, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I'm 10 minutes late, I'm like, oh, I'll tell some. I'm, I'm a bit late mm-hmm. or... Uh, um you know, whatever, I'm going to speak to you kind of as a friend, you know. If we're in a situation where maybe it's like you and someone else and someone else and someone else and these are all people that I don't know personally and I know that they're the sort of people who happen to be looking for something. Right, and then right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they yeah. happen to be casting this new thing. I'm like, all right, it's a training session, but I'm also in my head. yourself. Yeah, I'm in professionalism mode. I'm networking. So I think it's, and I think I had this conversation the other day where I think the line between like professionalism I think is hard in the dance industry especially in the hip-hop dance industry because we don't know where the line is between socializing and being Mm -hmm. professional Mm -hmm. so it's like you might be just at an event and you're like no I'm just here to have fun Mm -hmm. whereas you in the same context
1: you could also say I might be there and I could employ you
0: yeah so it's like you when are you and you have to decide that that, I am
1: the sole (laughs) employer of hip-hop dancers
0: yeah but it's i mean whoever and it's like I, I oh yeah i was speaking to someone um, joe at uel about this shout out to joe if you're listening um but we were talking about professionalism in the sense that it's like even though the person you're hanging out with let's say
1: mm-hmm.
0: is your friend and like or not even your friend but just someone with no power or no influence, whatever but five years down the line they might get an opportunity they might be choreographing or casting something mm-hmm. or blah, blah blah and they're like I remember Luke Like every time we would train He was always late He always never made it right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So there You're kind of If you want to think of it that way You're always on You're yeah. always professional In that way And mm-hmm. like This is where you have to make the I think you have to make the um, Draw a line for your mental health Because you can't always be Like I can't be here now With you thinking I mean not on the podcast But mm-hmm. like if we're just mm-hmm. having a cup of tea I can't be like Well if Tony's going to book me For something I have to say then, Like we have mm-hmm. to be friends as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. But to a certain extent It's like When we're talking about professional things, even you or my closest friends are going to, it's going to come into your mind like, oh, this is what Luke can do. Yeah,
1: but I think that just plays into like just not being a dick (laughs) and just having like manners and just some kind of principles for navigating the world. Like 10 minutes late and all that jazz is fine but there are some people that like really stretch that yeah. and because it is an informal friendly thing they'll just like have no regard yeah. at all and it's like yeah i'm taking note of those things personally
0: yeah but i guess then it's like yeah and but i guess the line is thinner than someone who works in an office where it's like, well, when I'm showing up to a work meeting or I'm in the office, I'm not going to be like, I'm, I can think one way, whatever you think of your personal or your professional, the differences, maybe they should be the same, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I I don't like to be late even for my friends, if Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, but Mm -hmm. there is a different social contract, I guess, Mm -hmm. with your friends. But I guess it's easier to see when you work in an office or a place of business, when you're a dancer and you're kind of, your friends are your colleagues and professional situations are also not professional situations mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. vice versa it's kind of hard to know like am I on or am I off and I think mm-hmm. for me that's where it gets clouded and and difficult for people and I think this is the thing about what going back to the original point was like when you think about yourself as a business and you think about your dance as a product when I'm going to a um when I'm going to a training session I'm like and i don't always think this way but this is a thing that i've learned to switch on and off it's like when i'm going to a training session i could be uh showcasing my product for potential investors (laughs) when i'm going to a dance event i could be giving a free demonstration of my product to potential uh, employers you know it's like if you think of it that way if you know you would never show up like you would show up on time you would do your best you would try hard because it's like it's not about me and like oh i'm feeling a bit tight it's like it doesn't matter i'm feeling a bit shit or mm-hmm. I, uh, I had an argument this morning or blah 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 it's like i have to put this product on display and for me that helps the removal of like self and product mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it helps in an artistic way of like i it doesn't matter how i feel i know that i've trained to be able to produce this regardless mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. my feelings being attached to it
1: mm-hmm.
0: But the pushback I get from a lot of people is that, like, the separation loses the the soul of what dance is, is which is the connection to you as a person.
1: I think that that's the connection is the creativity aspect. And when I'm thinking of business, creativity isn't really coming into it for me. Because it's not about that. I'm not thinking... When I think of myself as a business, it's not about the materials. Mm. It's about the the principles surrounding what I make, like my make what I'm making isn't going to change right you know obviously a brief from a particular client but like who I am tally the non-negotiables of tally aren't changing in terms of the business it's like how it's marketed the the value of it um and just in case I don't get to make this point a large part of it for me is how much you're investing versus what you're getting back and Mm -hmm. the main place that i see that taking place without much possible thought is training and classes that they cost mad money
0: and you don't get as much back from it not
1: necessarily like i don't think i don't think people think about it Mm -hmm. it's not for me to say how much you should be spending before you get a certain return but are you considering that if you're taking five classes a week that that's like 40 quid Mm. so that's like 160 a month and are you getting 160 a month worth of improvement yeah improvement exposure if that's you know yeah what you will be after at some point in some way i just think all of the it all the like yeah but i love it and you know the authenticity of my creative process yes very valid that's where the other two strands and just all the creative stuff comes into it but business and career equals business to me yeah i don't know if that's fat I, I, like to me that's just factual that's not my opinion like yeah. career business
0: and maybe this is the whole the the cliche or the trope of the like struggling artist comes from this you don't
1: want to it's a british thing anyway not yeah. to talk about money um or, you know, wanting to make it. Yeah. But in being a successful... In having a successful career and that being a successful business, that is the pursuit of money. Yeah. <laughs> and Otherwise... That's okay. You can just dance in your room and... <laughs> yeah, explain. which is also okay. Yeah. But I think if you are in pursuit of a career, it's a business. Mm.
0: But I guess... What what I'm hearing is that <laughs> That's such a douchey phrase It's very therapy Yeah What I'm hearing is That you have managed to draw a line Where the business Helps you Please stop calling me potential fraud um, Why is your
1: phone on the table?
0: I don't know Is that rude? Should I not?
1: It. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's just there Because I had it in my hand all right that, i don't know better? where i saw it but it is very just like there's a potential for something more important than this oh, to really? happen yeah
0: i just put it there because it's accessible i don't know for something more
1: important I than thing. this yeah but i have a thing
0: with my phone where it's like <laughs> even with jen like she'll put her phone on silent when she goes to bed and i can't because it's like for me it's I like mine on silent all day but i get scared about emergencies i only think like say even now like what i'm thinking is like if I put this on silent, I just have a little flash of like, I pick it up an hour later and my mom's called me 20 times because right, she's in hospital. Right, or So like, I'm like, if somebody fair. needs me, like yeah. they can't get a hold of me, it freaks me out a bit. Um, but I think maybe that's my mom. Like when I was a kid, she was always like, like I never had a curfew, for example, but it was always like, if I cannot, like, if you don't pick up the phone, like you're coming home. Like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. need to know where you are, who you're with and right, pick up the phone. Right, yeah, then you can fair. stay out as long as you want. But she like drilled that into me as a kid. Anyway sorry no no no, sorry (laughs) um yeah what what i'm hearing in what you said was that like you have found a way to like it influences you and you can see yourself as a business when it comes to this 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 but then when it comes to this side of things which is like creative and when you're choreographing you can turn it off Mm -hmm. and you can say like i'm not thinking as a business because otherwise Mm -hmm. i think and what i think happens is that People make artistic decisions based on the business
1: side. Which I do think is okay. Yeah. But it is a choice to be made. I have not made that choice. And I think also sometimes people
0: aren't aware that they're making that choice. They're just doing it and they're like, why do I hate my own practice now? Yeah, it's (laughs) like
1: you're doing it and that happens or you're not doing it, but your sole focus if they're, you know, if they're on scales is that you want it to be a successful business and it's like, well, okay, you can fine tune your offering to make that happen. It's just like, which is more important? Like what's the goal here? And for me, yes, I want to make money. Um, but I like that the creative part is, isn't up for debate. So I don't feel limitations there, which is nice, but I, so it's a privilege for me to not feel um, that I need to really inspect it to make more things happen there. I'm sure if I did, I could fine tune. Similarly with social media, like I'm aware I can see what is responded to mm. with higher numbers like TikTok shit. But well, no, even from what I offer, which and I'm happy to share everything that I am sharing, but it's still not. Oh, that worked. Let me do more of that. I don't want to do that. But is that coming
0: from a place of, for want of a better word, like luxury, that what you do is um, sufficient?
1: But I think that what I do is sufficient because it's all I've ever done like people the people that are into me which isn't a huge amount of people but they're sold on what i do because there's a consistency in like the the essence of it but do you think it's
0: i'm just playing devil's advocate a bit but like do you think it's only the consistency in your who you are or if it's also that like there's something about the way you move that's appealing and it looks nice and people like learning it and it makes them feel yeah, good. Yeah, I and, do think
1: there's you know? that. But again, it's like I preach to the converted. I'm only interested in making stuff that and speaking about things and in a way that is inspiring to the people that are inspired by it. I'm not like, yeah. right, I've got you now. Let me change my offering to get you. Like but I I'm mean, not interested in if, that.
0: And I'm more thinking about people that don't have that reaction to their dance. They don't have any like people that like fuck with them for want of a better phrase um like or or you if if let's say just for some reason everybody stopped liking your dance would you then maybe go like oh fuck i've got to like change or do something like at what point either for you at what point does it become negotiable or at what point should like a beginner because i can imagine a beginner listening to that and going like well my style is fine like when they're shit and they're just like well my style is fine I'm not changing at all and it's like no but you should change because <laughs> <laughs> you're not good yeah, yet there's a way
1: to improve your ability I think it's just that's yeah. a different thing isn't it it's just like improving your abilities versus like changing completely who like your identity as a mover but I mm, true. I should say um,
0: so it's probably like keep your
1: identity but enhance that Yeah, just like be better at it. Okay, yeah. But, and I think that I would like to think that that's what I've done. Like I'll look at my choreo from like six, seven years ago and I'll move to the same songs and it's just a completely different vibe. Mm. But I think there is still a correlation from that person and that creator to who I am now. Um, I had a point that I can't remember now, so it kind of been important, alas. (laughs) so you would say that you're yeah so it's like oh
0: go on no hit it
1: it probably goes without saying and people are aware but it's (laughs) at the um intensive that you were at i think there was where i coined the in my tiny humble opinion but my opinion and my perspective is that of a 30 year old woman who's been dancing since 2002 so it is going to have a little bit, I'm going to be a little bit more seated in my spot and only willing to budge so far at this point. So that I think that's kind of what I I was getting at with the luxury
0: thing in the sense that like some, sorry, I was speaking out of the mic. Like that's what I was saying about the luxury in a way that like you're at a certain point where you can, can say, I'm not going to change myself for social media blah 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 Mm -hmm. because of this Mm -hmm. and you also already have some sort of you've carved out a space in the industry and in the artistic world i guess Mm -hmm. whereas someone maybe coming into it maybe feels a pressure to fucking do tiktok dances or any of this shit which is like i need to get followers you know which maybe in our day was like you need to post routines on youtube like i need to this class choreo i need to get it filmed yeah, and put it on youtube yeah. which is probably still a pressure now but mm-hmm. when we i guess when or well, when i first started there was youtube was just kind of coming mm-hmm. into the dance mm-hmm. scene um and it's like maybe someone who was already established when i
1: started could say oh like, yeah i'm not gonna yeah but that yeah. happened i yeah. remember there being a bit of like not backlash but just like i'm not po- posting everything on youtube yeah or like why is this a a thing and even the the pursuit of followers and stuff it's like again valid like it's a business (laughs) approach and do feel free to take us off of business and industry things but why like is it because there's this idea that you have and it would be great to have more eyes on it so let me get them in and then i can talk about what i actually want to talk about or are you resigned to just doing what the followers want from you which is funny nonsense yeah
0: yeah and i think it's again it's like i don't i don't think people maybe i'm just talking from my own experience but i don't think a lot of people think past the especially nowadays i hate saying that like i'm an old guy but like we are with, with the like social media and all that stuff it's like oh i'm gonna get lots of followers but it's like for what because do like let's say with tiktok or whatever like does that the money that you get from having even if you have loads of followers like how much is that really Mm -hmm. and if it isn't about the money is like what are you doing with the followers are you using them for leverage for something else Mm -hmm. and if so do you have a plan like um my friend dennis Mm -hmm. he's quite a like social media person like he's big on tiktok he's got a lot of followers on insta um he also does a lot of actual work so like he works as a model he works as a dancer a lot Mm -hmm. and he has a lot of big plans in those areas and he's he's like every time i talk to him he's got like a solid plan of like this is where i'm going i'm going to do this with this i'm going to try this he also puts a lot of time and effort into social media but when i talk to him about why he always has a plan it's always like oh yeah because last time i got this collaboration and the more followers we get we can be in contact with these companies and they give us money when we do this because i ask him like what what do you get from this like Mm -hmm. oh you did this post where you tagged this company Like, what what was that deal and luckily we're close enough that he can tell me the ins and outs Mm -hmm. but i'm like i mean dennis is just always like shout out to Dennis. he's just a mad smart guy always with everything but like i think there are people like that who are like right i'm using this as a move to get certain things and mm-hmm. to build leverage and to build connections. And mm-hmm. and then there's other people that are just like, I Doing want followers. It. It's like, but for what? Like, but to followers, <laughs> that's the reason, followers. It's like, mm-hmm. I get that as well. Cause that's the way that social media is set up. It's the carrot that they're dangling in front of us just to try and chase more mm-hmm. followers so that we give them more time on their platforms. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, when this is the, going back to again, the business side is like, when you think of yourself as a business and a product, you know why you're doing things. Like, it's not just for self-validation. It's, Mm -hmm. I need followers for for," blah, blah, blah. I think this is also why I have... I struggled a bit with social media in the lockdown just because of the opinions that were flying and the conspiracy theories and such, which we spoke about. But I think I've never struggled with social media. Also, I was born later. Like, I remember when Facebook started. Um... But I've never struggled with my self-worth being conflated with my social media because I've always thought, oh, this is my dance account. Mm-hmm. Like, this is for me to promote my dance. It's never like, yes, I'll post personal things on there, but that's in the same way that Nike would post personal stories about right, their, right. Oh, this shoe came inspired by this. Like, for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm, t- I'm posting this personal thing so that you have more of a feel of who I am if you want to work with me, not because right. I need you to right. know. Like, there's a lot of personal stuff that happens that I would call my friends. I'm, like, I'm not going to fucking post that on social media because I'm like, why? And I see other people doing it. I'm like, What are you doing? I mean, <laughs> like, that's just my personal side of it. But mostly the personal side of social media for me is to give you an insight about who you potentially could work with. And you see a rounded eye, because we need to see that, I think, in the business of art is like, who is the person that we're going to be working with? Mm-hmm. And I also think that has got me in rooms that I have no right to be in in terms of like skill level or something. It's right. like they enjoy having me in this space mm-hmm. and I happen to be able to use a camera or right. I happen to be able to use, to dance. A mm-hmm. percentage of my work is that. Mm-hmm. And I think that only comes from being able to show who I am on social media and mm-hmm. such. But anyway, yeah, I think that's, well, anyway, that's the industry strand. <laughs>
1: Can I say one more point? Yeah, yeah, that? of course. Because I don't think I'd, i say I share bits of who I am and what I find funny and my stances on stuff, just to give more insight into me as a person. And I don't think it is from a work angle, but I do think that my dance is so tied up in like, I was talking to someone about this the other day, like we were watching around and he said, um, like you're in it. And I was like, yeah, you say that and it looks that way, but I am actually thinking just about like where my body is in the space. It just gives off this very like intense emotional thing. And I think that is part of Tally the brand. (laughs) And so I think it so happens to lend itself to if I speak on a certain thing or to have an insight into me doesn't feel odd or like jarring. Um, But I would say that I've always done that. And I did read an article that mentioned just more in the context of uh, race politics, gender politics and such, just piping up suddenly and having an opinion out of the blue mm. as a brand just seems very odd. And like, where has this come from? You say nothing about anything on a normal day. And I think that plays into where it was a bit, ah, for us last yeah. summer, it's just like, opinions and <clears throat> stuff, why now? Yeah. Like you're allowed to find your voice, I get it, but it was just the... Like you've never been opinionated the on raw, social media now. It was just yeah. a roar... Um, yeah, and I, so I I don't have a problem with seeing something that makes me th- think a certain thing and sharing it because I've always done that way. I would say I'm actually better at it now than I used to be So I used to just be like, shade, 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 and shade. <laughs> <laughs> but it's articulate, so that's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think, like, maybe even if that hasn't
0: been your intention, you have to have been conscious that anything that you post on social media represents you as a professional
1: Mm -hmm. right yeah i guess i stand by what (laughs) i've said so i'm happy for it to be public public and taken into account if someone was considering me exactly because i look back at things i've said from five years ago and i'm like right on yeah (laughs) but (laughs) yeah i mean that's but i think it's like
0: um Yeah, I guess there's two... It's like you're the more maybe like passive version of that where you're like, I'm just going to be who I am and I accept that you're going to take that into account. Whereas Mm -hmm. me, I'm going to be more like... I think I'm like middle of the spectrum where I'm like some things I'm going to post with a bit of intention, Mm -hmm. you know? like, And that doesn't always have to be negative or... um, Political. Political or no, like um, it doesn't have to be... um, underhanded in a way of like oh i'm posting a picture of me and my girlfriend so that you think i'm a lovely guy and want to book me like it's not like that shit but it's Mm -hmm. more like for example i post a lot of very transparent things of like process and yeah and like uh, some uh, it's so weird how this happens but some of my highest like things that look good have come at really shitty times like i did a, uh, a shoot with adidas which looked sick on social media it looked like I was collaborating with Adidas. Yes,
1: I remember. Right. Mm.
0: And I wasn't. Like, I was, I mean, it was still sick for me because I was asked to collaborate on behalf of Adidas by a different company. Mm -hmm. I wasn't paid for it. Mm -hmm. And the shoot happened the day after I didn't sleep for the entire night because I had the worst anxiety attack of my life, not related to that shoot. Right, right. So I posted all that and I told the whole story when I posted the thing. And for Mm. me, it's like, I posted that intentionally. It wasn't just, I'm posting my opinions and, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm posting that with half the intention of, I want you to know that I'm a transparent person and I'm not perfect. And I want that to come across mm-hmm. business. Cause that's gonna reflect into business. Like if I'm honest about all that, I'm not gonna lie to you as a colleague or, or whatever. I'm not gonna pretend I did work that I didn't do. Like, you know, Luke's a transparent guy, even at the lowest times. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's a, that particular type of post that I do where I just tell my real honest feelings in that moment is like a for me to balance out social media where everyone or a lot of people are like lying about the Stunting. opposite so, oh i did this collaboration with adidas i'm like i didn't do this collaboration with adidas i didn't enjoy it I, you know whatever or like here's an outfit that i paid full price for like <laughs> I, i'm not gonna say thank you nike yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. for me that's like a conscious decision if that makes sense and then i think there's the other end which is like people are post this is the, like if you're this end of the spectrum i'm in the middle the end other end of the spectrum is like people posting things to make you feel something about them that they're not you know what i mean like mm-hmm. oh you know me and my girlfriend are on holiday i'll just love her so much and it, they fucking They've fight every day. yeah it's like you're <laughs> posting to make people go oh a couple goals just buy you
1: know? into like a narrative yeah yeah
0: so i think there's like ends of the spectrum of that but yeah, I guess, like, I don't know if that counts as the industry talk, but, like, yeah. to to bring it back to the um, intensive, so the industry segment is based on you wanting to inject a bit more knowledge into our community about these things.
1: Yes, that's where it started, and now with the kind of individual sessions... <clears throat> it's just to take a bit of time to make sure everyone's okay yeah it's not like i don't want to assume how it's gone for people because there's a general tone and kind of color that goes over the week Mm -hmm. but it is still a very you know the only application process is did you pay me the deposit (laughs) before the spots went so there are so many different um ages levels styles approaches in the room that as much as the color kind of unifies over the week it's still like that was really rough for me and really out of my comfort zone or you know so it's a check-in in that area and then just what's next um because coming is an investment of time and money and i would hope that there's a reason for coming yeah, and now then. that week's happened and you know yeah. you need some time to digest it but just what are the plans and mm. can i help with the plans and then going on from there i've started doing one-on-ones more often as a result of how those conversations went and how they seem to be beneficial and funding application pending i'll be doing a coaching course and getting more into that um because it's important to me that i can help people help themselves like the days are done and that's part of why the rights and rates thing went out of the window for me is because the questions you're asking me i don't keep all this knowledge in my brain at this point so i'm going to look for it so i'd like to empower you and encourage you to look for it Because i want to look for for context
0: what it originally was was like you kind of almost giving a presentation on mm-hmm. this is how you write a, uh, a cv this mm-hmm. is what your contract should or shouldn't say and yeah and rehearsal ask me fees questions. are
1: questions yeah and shoot fees are this and yeah. which
0: kind of you're saying now is like people can just in a in a horrible way but like but you could just google that <laughs> or yeah, you could I just find that think there's a out.
1: better use of time and of what i can offer yeah. than me reading yeah. from uh sheet you could just send out a pdf at the yeah end of the and then let's do something else that will hopefully actually help the individual so
0: would you say now that the industry stand strand is a bit more of like an emotional support into the industry like i'm here i've got your back let me know if there's anything we can discuss together rather than like i'm your agent here's what you need to know
1: yeah it's like talk to me what you're trying to do and then i'll be that friend that's like well why that and yeah. um tell me more about that and you've just talked over that bit, but that seems important. Mm. And the coaching course that I'm taking is uh called the coactive okay. method. And it is about um the art of conversation and not me asking loaded questions or not me going with where I think you're supposed to go or should be, but from what you're telling me, what can I say that um heightens your curiosity about it or you know so it it just feeds in really well to how i teach dance and i always end the weeks like i don't feel like i did very much actually it's just like i said a thing and then just let the thing happen and take shape and that's kind of how i like to approach coaching because it's not about me yeah and my least favorite teachers make it about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think, like,
0: there's this quote that I always seem to come back to in my life, but um, my friend Valmira from Switzerland told me this just offhand, and I'm like, it's so weird that somebody just says something as an offhand comment, and then it just sticks in your head. But she mm -hmm. was like, when people give you advice, she was talking about dance, they give you advice on how they would want to see you improve, not how you want to improve So she was like, just always keep that in mind. It's like, oh, you need to do this more in your dance. Like you want to see more of that in my dance. Not that's what you've asked me. Like, because if someone comes to you and says like, what do you want to improve on? And then tells you, oh, well, this is how we can do that. As opposed to like, and it happens a lot in the battle scene, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, you need more of this. Like, Mm -hmm. do I, or do you want more of this in Mm -hmm. my dance? Mm
1: -hmm. I've got two examples of that. One in a coaching session where, um, it feels so strange to be like my client. <laughs> um, but my client, she um was talking about a piece that she was making and just there was just concern about how it would be received and just the buzzwords that she attached to the audience's possible take on it told me that so you watch dance expecting those things then. Um
0: and maybe she wasn't conscious of that.
1: Yeah and i do think you want to consider an audience but i don't know them and similarly mm. to the different people that come into my intensive like me making a piece for to cater to the 200 people in the room is impossible so let me just say what i want to say and then if you receive it that way like great if you don't you know i've said mm. what i want to say and then the um second was what was it tally Oh, what was this conversation? I'll play some hold music. I can't remember. <laughs> It'll come. I can't even remember what the top oh the Um the people, people giving you advice
0: because the... they wanna Ah
1: oh, yes. Uh, a friend talking on an agent's advice on what to do better. And it's like Yeah, take that into account if you want what they think that you want. But all agents are different also. Yeah. So if you want to put all your eggs in that agent's basket, then yeah, go forth and prosper doing all those things. But um, I referenced Rudie in comparison. It's like, right. but they're going to tell you to like shave one side of your head and put all your sweatbands yeah, yeah. on. So like <laughs> there's two complete... very different approaches. And you might so, get equal amount of work from yeah, both. Yeah, so do you try and take all of the advice yeah. or do you just do what you want? Yeah, I think
0: that's super um super important with business with dance with everything is like at the end of the day and i think this is something we don't especially in the dance world we don't empower students and beginners to do is like i was just thinking about this the other day there's a there's a status pending in my head about this but that one of the most important things you can do as a beginner or a or someone coming into an industry is like who you choose to listen to is vital whether or not you know what they're talking about where it's like you have to be careful with like who you attach yourself to and how you listen to it because it's like at the end of the day you're the one who has to go through this so you should in my opinion you can have mentors but you take them on you take their knowledge to fuel your path not to follow theirs or to ask them for their because that
1: agent's telling you to do certain things to make you more marketable for them which is valid but do you want to work exclusively for them? Is there a guarantee that after you do all of these things that you're even gonna get any work? Um I've seen that in companies as well like you need to learn this, 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 and this, and then you do, and then you don't even get the gig. It's like I had no interest in being a gymnast. Besides I've been at Beckton four weeks. (laughs) and you've you've not even given me the job as
0: opposed to being an individual dancer who's gone Hmm. i keep running into this problem where i can't do a backflip and the audition keeps you know Mm -hmm. then you go and i really want that job and i really want that Mm -hmm. so then you go right there's a hole in my training Mm -hmm. um whoever gymnastics coach can you teach me how to be good at this Mm -hmm. for a dance context Mm -hmm. you know so yeah um But let's
1: talk more about the strands because we've... Done industry. Yeah, we've we've done industry. (laughs) So work backwards into ideas to help the people remember the order.
0: Yeah. So...
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, cool. So ideas
0: um, is, I guess, the exploration of creating ideas as opposed to having ideas, would you say?
1: Yeah, it was a way to keep the eyes in flow but it's just about generating material efficiently that's what it's boiled down to over time um and it not especially like in the choreo scene the material is so important and it's so um like our vocabulary is a bit nuts in the choreo scene because you see people have a stronger sense of identity and, you know, they repeat certain things in the different combos they make. And that used to be seen as a bad thing. I think just like laziness, Mm. like why you did that in the last, that kind of thing. And when you put that with music, that's then, you know, a bond that must never be broken. Like that sequence of events goes very clearly with that sound sequence. And that's that stick a bow on it. You're done. And I just wanted to, following my experience at Back to the Lab and just in more contemporary spaces, just wanted to break that tie and like, we have material and the ability to get steps out so quickly and easily. It's what we do with that, that is interesting. So let's just get the material done. And then let's play not this just like let's agonize over like how to best hit the base and, Mm. oh, she's breathing there. Let's make sure we get in a, (laughs) you know, all that stuff, which I came from that. And that is what my choreography was. And that is how I created. So I, but I just think that places me in a good spot to not advise against it, but just offer up an an alternative. And, you know, you can watch a contemporary show and they're doing the same two eights for like 10 minutes. Mm. And they might not even change how they're doing it. Yeah. So I just think there's like an impatience. There's a lot of stuff that I as guess. As well. Yeah, an impatience. There's a lot of I guess like choreographic techniques that are
0: used a lot or not used like Repetition is very not, I mean, definitely from when I first started, like that era, like there wasn't a lot of repetition in these mm-hmm. combos. It was just move, 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 move mm-hmm. until the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Now I see a bit more of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd, you'd mm-hmm. agree, but like it's a bit more conceptual. And but even in like the class routines, I see a bit more where they'll just repeat a move like three right. or four times. Right. I think also there's a bit more of a fusion with actual like hip hop. Foundation steps that and freestyle as well. There didn't. There used to be a big gap, and now I think Mm -hmm. there's less. You have a lot of choreographers who are really good at hip hop, and Mm -hmm. hip hop dancers are really good. So they'll take that idea of the bounce and and Mm -hmm. repeat stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like even like there's you know like what you say. There's a whole different kettle of fish with like a contemporary performance where it's like. The, I think it was even in Jonathan Burrow's book, The Choreographer's Handbook, which happens to be right here, top of the pile, because um, it's so frequently used. Look at that advert. Um, Look at us. But about um, boredom isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like boredom can be used as a technique, mm-hmm. and that's like something that I don't imagine in the realm of choreography in our scene that we ever like. People are like, well, no, no, it can't be. Like it has to be fast. It has to be. Has yeah, to
1: be. I think there's something. I mean, anyone that's followed my work. For, I mean, especially in the past few years, like stillness and silence and patience is such an important part of my practice and yep. part of that is for that reason. like we like whack people over the head with like our skill set. Like I can hear everything that producer put on that track. So I'm gonna demonstrate that by using every sound that I can hear valid approach i'm not entirely sure that's what you meant to do though i've got a feeling you intended to express yourself and tell us something but all i can see is your how finely tuned your ears are so i would even
0: i would even argue that there's a better way and i'm definitely speaking on one type of choreography i have in my mind Mm -hmm. but there's a better way to for that to be what you're expressing because i think that tends to be where i come from in, in terms of how I like, I like to dissect a track and show you all this, but there's a way to do that which isn't just going insane. Like, you can dissect a track by what you don't hit as much as what you do hear. Yeah, you know and what I mean? I think mean? it's you can a bit still more impressive.
1: That. Not because, you know, when there was that phase of choreo where it's just like move, 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 and then the very, like, sharp musicality or just, yeah. like, the texture play was just, like, off the yeah. charts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ow. Um, but I think there's a... It's impressive when it's not consistent or just, you know, again, just like knocking you over the head with it. Just using musicality as an example. So, yeah, it is just about let's make things. Also, just trying not to judge and just trying to show how quickly you can make a thing that you like, that you end up liking. It's not the torture of the making or the amount of time spent making that means it's a good product. I think that
0: often is the worry for dancers and artists in general is like, if I just put this out without thinking about it a lot, it's going to be cheap and crap and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that type of thing, Where it's not necessarily the case.
1: No, I just don't think you need to agonise over something to give it value. And I think in art, we are kind of preconditioned to think that way. And I think also
0: what I learned from being on that strand a lot is that there's also layers to creation. It's mm-hmm. not that, like, as you go, you create the full thing bit by bit. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I've got the first um, the first count in its entirety how it's going to be put on stage. I've got the second count in its entire, And so then in that case, you're agonizing and putting all these different, okay, well, how would I perform it? Do I need levels? Do- and it's like, I think what I learned from the ideas thing Is like okay. We can start with a base movement. Like let's just get like five minutes. Just throw some moves together. Cool. That's the first stage. You've done the whole thing on it in its skeleton. Mm -hmm. Now let's go back to the beginning. Maybe we can add some textures. Let's Mm -hmm. go back to the beginning. Maybe we can add some of this. Maybe Mm -hmm. we can add. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's a different way of working that. Not that I'd never experienced, but I'd never really employed in my dance Mm because I know painters do that. Like. You know, you start with a, a layer, you add a layer. You don't
1: mm-hmm. start with the, the eye and the eye is finished. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> and then I would you do. And just like edit and finely tune before you move on at all. And especially when it's... I think it depends what you're making for as well. And yeah. I think when the more that I taught um, and the more that I feel I became better at teaching and the choreography just became a vessel for the lesson... Me taking weeks to make it like what on earth for? It's not going on stage. It's not being recorded. It's not a submission for anything. I'm not applying for anything. It's literally for that hour and a half for me to get across this other idea. So just make the freaking thing. Yeah.
0: And I think maybe there's a, there's a differentiation to be highlighted between not obsessing over the material because you've got a deeper message and coming up with the choreo five minutes before you leave for class, because you forgot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I, it's there's this...
1: I don't think we did it on that year, but I'll teach a piece of material and then just choose a song and make it work to that. Yeah. And it takes on an entirely different life and meaning, even if when I've taught it, it doesn't look like it would go with anything else or, you know, maybe not the most literal of movements, but they still seem married to that thing. But then you watch it to something else and it makes just as much sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that strand is mostly about, let's say like generating material and understanding the process of creation of ideas maybe yeah and what to do with ideas when you have them
1: yeah uh stepping away from music a little bit um just starting because Mm. that seems to be the main problem for a lot of people and there's so much that happens in the intensive that is like you the students were just waiting to be given permission to do that thing that way like it's not a new idea it's just not something that they thought was okay to do necessarily yeah. um so it's just that like yeah like get in pairs go move after move come back to me when you got 4h you've got 10 minutes yeah yeah like it's think, so easy but it just feels so rudimentary and yeah. like it's like the sort of thing you do in like, like kids classes kind of thing like mm-hmm you do
0: like that you know so you maybe you feel like i can't i'm a i'm an established choreographer now i can't just be doing this like you make Mm -hmm. up a move i make up a move Mm -hmm. like that's what you Mm -hmm. teach kids (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like there's something in that you can still use that as a tool
1: and especially in the room where we just want to play with the way of making things it's like we can't do that if we don't have have anything to play with so just make Make some stuff yeah yeah like it's just for this because then Uh, whenever there's any issues around that it is just the want to edit or just it's not good enough and it's like for what exactly like i just need you to have some moves out of your body so that Mm. we can put this idea on them into practice and i find that that happens a lot in the intensive where there's difficulty it's almost always because the person's layered on other rules that I haven't set. It's like, I didn't say that. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, just if you've chosen to add that on top to make it harder, fine, but you've got to accept that you that's did. what's happened. You've done that. I just I asked you to that. come up
0: with five moves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah. You could so just like, be like, would it be, for example, like someone, yeah, some <laughs> you say come up with five moves, and then someone's like, oh, but they're all, none of them are on the floor, or like, yeah, oh, they're really boring. And it's like, I didn't say they had to be exciting, I didn't say yeah. there had to be levels in them, like it's yeah. just five moves
1: if you want to go on the floor go on the floor but then accept that like that it's annoying you that you haven't and change it or that it might take a bit more time so ask tally if you can have a bit more time or just yeah. like get the task done yeah so we can move <laughs> get on. On with it.
0: <laughs> um and so obviously you go into that because we're working backwards you mm-hmm. go into that from identity which mm-hmm. is the beginning of the week so mm-hmm.
1: how would you sum up identity um, just, just very like undermine <laughs> Um, it is the pursuit of getting to the root of bars, um, who we are at our core as movers and artists, like <clears throat> what are the properties that make up the way that I like to move, um, what properties would I like to have that I don't possess yet? It's, it's getting to the core of who we are naturally or after training for however long we have been, just the things that tend to happen just so we've got a comfort zone, a set of habits, a set of patterns to sit into or deviate mm. from. Um, that's done largely through freestyle. I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah, it's all done in the room through improvisation like guided tasks concepts conversation as well writing and it just came to me i just know how important finding mine was to my creative life and to my career because i had that set yeah of ideas ideals sorry um that I can look at on paper that makes sense. No one ever asks, like, so who are you as a mover can I have it in writing? But mm. it just helps me to see. Um, to see, you know, if those things still count years after the fact. Um But I cried when I was first asked to freestyle <laughs> in a class. <laughs> well, why do you think there's such
0: an aversion to freestyle in the in the like choreo scene or maybe it's not as much anymore it's the
1: rules thing i just think we've right. added on all of these things that it has to it look has like this, to or... be a certain thing um i think it's that i just think it's the perception that it needs to be yeah. good or look like that freestyle use or or resemble the choreography that you know could yeah. be like four eights four counts between that bit of choreo and that bit of choreo and you're like knees are knocking, she so terrified. Like, it's just so unnecessary. Um, <clears throat> but when, when I left studio 68 base hadn't opened yet, and there was just this real gap of just not having a studio to train in or just not having the classes to go to. Um, and I found freestyle through that. I, don't think i have really f- had freestyled in a room of people much either prior to back to the lab mm. um, and it was just a real kind of safe space there and just it's a really advanced skill to express yourself in someone else's choreography it's hard to express yourself for one even harder, I'd say, to find yourself within it. Mm. Um, So I just think that freestyle is the way forward with that in my tiny, humble opinion. So that's what identity is. Yeah, and
0: I guess like before you start to teach your identity to other people or create your choreography for other people to do, you need to know what it is on yourself.
1: Yeah, like if I... Sometimes I'll make, teach work and it's about... I was talking to a friend about Orion's belt, not too long ago and they were, they learnt it pretty like on the nose as it was taught. And then when they were watching the different interpretations, they were like, oh wow, like people really made it their own thing. And sometimes I'll teach work and that's the idea that there's enough space in it for you to find your own thing. And then other times it's like, this was my approach. These are are the dynamics and we want to match that and i don't think a i mean when was i last in a freaking classroom to even make this statement but from the (laughs) classes that i have taken there's not always that um point made before the class begins like what the aim is or just the freedom explicitly given to take the class however you want to yeah and then i don't think that the student in the absence of being told by the teacher steps into a class with a motive like i want to be clean and do it as the teacher said yeah or i just want to go and like be me in this one and add my sauce on it and so you just often end up with like a i don't know similarly to going in and doing around and just not being aware of what on earth happened in the space i think that can happen in classes yeah. sometimes like yeah i was there yeah i'm sweating but i'm not entirely sure like how did i know what happened or what there and in that my goal with identity is to um help people have real-time experiences when they're dancing and um, not just like black out yeah and do the thing and then like i've got no idea but just to consider where in the space their body is for one. And then in doing that, having a bit more power and agency over where they want their body yeah. to go in the space. I think
0: this is like something that I really connected with in that strand was that because I, I tend to be like an overthinker and I do that while I dance. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, okay, what do I want to do next? What do I want to do next? And I think that has been, had a lot of benefit to my dance. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the, especially like, well, mostly with my freestyle, the intricacies that I feel that I can achieve and the the narrative like I can kind of link the entire round to it, mm-hmm. it. Uh in the whole round it can be linked, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and not feel like it's broken up. And I feel like that's only achievable because I can overthink and I'm like, oh well I was here, I need to move there, blah blah blah. It's something that I you know what you're saying about um giving people permission to do something like i feel like that's what i got from that particular strand because i've always known that i do that mm-hmm. and i've always had a part of me that was like yeah and it works you know <laughs> but then i've also had a lot of pushback from a lot of people some i've respected and some i haven't you know with mentors and teachers and stuff mm-hmm. but of like but just let go just we want to see the raw like don't think too much blah blah, blah. and i'm like okay uh, i'll try it and i you know some of that has helped mm-hmm. but it's kind of like and i always use this as an analogy for different things but you know in x-men the guy that shoots stuff out of his eyes mm-hmm. and then they give him the glasses to focus the ability right yeah. that's what i feel like it was like doing that strand with you where it was like all right you have this ability but it's a bit wild right now because you're overthinking you're doing way too much and you're rushing and blah 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 mm-hmm. and i think you kind of just like handed me the glasses and I'm like just you learn to use this ability and it's fine like mm-hmm. and it was kind of that permission for me of like oh, I'm allowed to think, but I just need to chill and decide what I'm thinking about and what the mm-hmm, objectives mm-hmm. are and and when to not think and when I can just let go and trust my muscle memory and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that was something that I really connected with was the,
1: um, the I guess, the, yeah, the freestyle. And that the, year, I don't think I'd know. I don't think I'd I'd have seen the possibilities for the program if you... Andy, Jenny, Pax, mm. Lee, weren't there. And not to discredit anyone else that was there, but just having- A different. Yeah, having freestylers there. like, I, And it didn't, I don't remember thinking like, shit, like this is what they do. I'm teaching them to do what they <laughs> yeah. do. Ah. I, I didn't feel that, thankfully, but it really did just help me see how it works across the the spectrum of But I also didn't
0: feel any sense of like why are you teaching me to freestyle? I can already freestyle. Mm. If you know what I mean, it was all new even it was all new even if it wasn't, if that (laughs) makes sense. Like it was like I don't know, like go from this end to this end of the room and use this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we do that all the time mm-hmm. in training. We mm-hmm. we like, okay, we're only going to use our arms or we're only going to do footwork and we're going to travel across the space or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I've done that loads of times, but it was just a different approach. And I think also your your demeanor and your way that you do this is like what you said earlier, that you get to the end of the week and you feel like you didn't really do much. But I kind of think that you don't in a good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't overdo it because I, I feel like if you had gone... Luke, let me teach you how to how to um, to use your hip hop to travel. I'm like, mm. okay, like not that I would feel like you can't give me anything on that because you can get stuff from anyone, but I'd just be a bit like, okay, yeah, I can do this at home. I could watch a video about this. Like, why am I here? Yeah, and
1: I guess it feels better. It feels better for me as a. It's similar to in therapy when you yeah. they just let you keep talking and you arrive at the thing on your own. Yes, yeah. Like that feels it lands in a different way if I've got there than being told it and it resonating. And I think what you said about the, um, glasses and just finding that on your own versus me seeing that and telling you that and advising you to do it this way. I think it coming to you is better. Yeah.
0: And I think what the real sense I get from this whole, Intensive is like I've never. Sometimes I'll be in a class and someone will be teaching me something like popping or or breaking or whatever it is that I've done, like let's say a style, style wise. Mm -hmm. And I kind of find myself returning to like, but can you do this? Or like, but how did you like? They're like, okay, we're going to do, you know, footwork and you need to in breaking, you need to make sure you do footwork. And in my head, I'm like, well, you don't do that much footwork or whatever it is. Like I always return to the teacher's um, relevance to be teaching me this thing. Mm -hmm. And I never. I never questioned that from you. And I don't mean that in a way like, I don't- job because you're shit. (laughs) No, yeah. Like, I don't think that, I'm not saying that because I don't think you had relevance. So you could have easily told me things about freestyle and I would be like, yeah, you have every right to be teaching me these things that you're teaching. Especially the things that we, that I know that you Mm -hmm. talk about when you Mm -hmm. teach. Like, I've done other classes of yours where you've talked about freestyle and I'm like, that's useful advice and i see why she's the person to be telling me that Mm -hmm. so if i did want to question that it would hold up is my point Mm -hmm. but i think because of the way you deliver this course i've never been like oh but you know i've never even questioned like oh but is but you don't but you but like it's not about your dance because you go you make it about us and you're kind of like Mm -hmm. but is that the way you want to move and i'm like yeah i think so and i go and do this and i'm like but is it? I don't know if it is. And then by the end, I'm like, that isn't the way I want to move, like, <laughs> or whatever. So you make it about me questioning myself or working on myself as opposed to like, this is the way to do things, and I'm the person to tell you that's the way to do things. Yeah, like, like I don't the think tally method. Yeah, none like, of it is the tally method. It's the,
1: it's the tally asking you what your method is, mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some of the feedback that I got was to learn some of my choreo, um, to see me dance more, and I think in my pursuit of offering it up for students interpretation, I scaled back possibly too much from bringing myself yeah. into it. I'd like to think I've found a happy medium now, but yeah, I don't remember, I, you know, in a demo, this is how I'd do it. It's like. But hmm. I've, even when you did demos and even
0: I've been in the space later, like from mm-hmm. filming and stuff, mm-hmm. like when you've been dancing more, But I never take it as... And maybe it's different because I feel like maybe me and you have more of a friendship established before the dance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So even though you're my teacher, I still Mm -hmm. think of you as a friend. So maybe it's different for other people who don't know you. But I never felt that you were like, okay, guys, (laughs) step back. Let me show you how you should have been doing it. It's more like, oh, I'm going to also give this a go. And this is also something that I... Like, it feels like you're training... With us and learn and trying out these tasks with us, mm-hmm. it's just that you happen to know more tasks than us. Not that you can, you think that you can do better than everyone, and you're sitting there like, huh, "Good try, but watch this," you know. Yeah,
1: I mean the opposite almost because i'm not dancing much that day yeah so i'm just like leading and sitting and chilling then suddenly it's like oh my gosh i'm about to do a round (laughs) oh no please don't think this is going to be the definitive round of the day because it's not
0: yeah and i think but we also are used to that from classes and i don't think it's always a bad thing i'm saying it in a very Mm -hmm. mocking tone Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it is very like okay you go into a class and someone's like all right i'm going to teach you how to to do head spins i don't know like and it's like, okay, cool. And I fall over and the next person falls over and the next person falls over. And then they go, right, here's what it looks like when you can do it well. Mm-hmm. And they do it and you're like, ah. Mm-hmm. But I never, like I'm. this is the thing with you. It's like, you never gave off. And I think it's the the way you approach and how and when you insert yourself. It's, it's not yeah, a, yeah. here's what this Kine looks like. Look,
1: the day builds up to this.
0: Yeah. Or like you, you saying to us that this is what it looks like when you can do it well. It's just more like, here's a task that, all of us can do Mm -hmm. and I found Mm -hmm. that as well like Mm -hmm. no matter how experienced or beginner you are these tasks have Mm -hmm. relevance all the way through I think you know like the you know you always need to learn or you can always practice different ways of generating ideas you can always practice understanding your identity you can always go back to these topics at any point I Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. I think maybe because you maybe you want to talk about it but like you were saying something about um do you uh, let me ask you uh, let me phrase it as a question do you feel like this is something that people should come back to every year or is this something that you aim to like you go through and then it's like right now fly or do you do you think how much life is there in keeping coming coming every back time? yeah uh,
1: there have been people that have returned and found it whether they're coming back and not starting from scratch but yeah just haven't really necessarily used the stuff since and it's just revisiting and that yeah. seems useful <laughs> or have continued to but just want to kind of do it in the space and environment that they did it at first. I don't mind people coming back as long as they know what they're coming back for like it was just a lovely time and I would just love to be held in that way for that week yeah. or um it's got a spare week thought I'd come by but the aim is that it's complete enough for you to just take it once and not need to return
0: which i think is dope like a lot of teaching i I think especially in the dance world is centered around retention and like Mm -hmm. we need to make you come and you can see that easily from these like um like out uh, like small town dance schools mm-hmm. that like keep the same students until they're like mm-hmm. 27 and it's like, they're not teaching them any <laughs> like you've, you've been dancing like as long as the fucking Like you teacher. should be good enough by now. Yeah. To go and do something else. But the teacher's like, no, come back. Uh, you got to be in our, uh, um, top program or, you know, like they just try and retain them. And I think like, that's,
1: it's really. Cause I only follow on the, I, I, I insta. I only follow people that have been through the yeah. program. Um, and it's really, I don't think I've had anyone in at the beginning of their journey, but for me to have that kind of pit stop and to see what they've done since yeah. is so lovely. And it's never a case of um, ownership over or being the reason why or, yeah. Um. I don't know, like I think that I I feel that everyone that's been in the room knows what is kind of like a, if you know, you know, or it just, I'd like to think it holds a special spot in people's memories, but that's not to say that I expect it to or want it to be the most formative experience that you've yeah. ever had. Yeah. Um, as long as it's good in the moment, like, that's, that's enough for me, really. That yeah. was a tangent.
0: No, no. And I think there's a lot of different ways you could take that. Like, I could imagine having done that once and not needing it again, in a way. Because mm. there's a lot of things I learned from the first one that uh, I didn't necessarily learn again when I came back. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, the when I came back, it wasn't about learning. Did you come back?
1: Wasn't it? Didn't I, joined I teach artists for growth?
0: Yeah. So I did that one. Um, And then I joined it. There was one I filmed that I like joined in on. At Wayne McGregor. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I did them Mm -hmm. and Slash Mm -hmm. was in the space for some of it. Um,
1: I just wanted to make sure
0: my memory served me. It was so like, speaking of artists for growth, like that. Rocked your boat. Yeah. The artists for growth (laughs) rocked my boat, but it's so weird because when I first did your intensive, Mm -hmm. because For context, Artists for Growth was a week of loads of different things and the fifth day of it was tallies, like, one-day version of this, right? So the other ones were, like, acting... um, Spoken word. Spoken word, all this shit, right? Right up your street. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it was... Sick for me to be out of my comfort zone. Like, that's the most I've been out of my comfort zone in years. And it was good because I kind of needed to be ripped. Not that I was going to do any of those things, but I needed to feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to then Mm -hmm. chase the things that I wanted to. But Mm -hmm. when I first did yours, I felt a bit like that in yours. I was a bit like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I don't like just, what do you mean dance with no music? And what do you mean just come up with five moves? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, and I Mm -hmm. felt like that. Mm -hmm. But then doing, which was I think two years later or a year later. Mm doing artists for growth and having yours on the fifth day like it felt like oh this is when i get to relax and come home like mm-hmm. i was like oh like after being told to act and to speak to to the fucking other people in the group that i i hated that to after being asked to do that like for you saying like okay move across the room with this texture i was like oh yes please like can i do it seven times like none, yeah none of that was <laughs> i was like I'll do this, like, in my boxes. Like, yeah. Like, n- there was no part of that that felt uncomfortable anymore. That f- that was my comfort zone, which showed me that my comfort zone had mm. expanded, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So that was now within the realm.
1: Or like, your capacity for discomfort, maybe. No, not yeah, so much. Yeah,
0: but it just wasn't any discomfort. It was like, I oh, it was welcome. Mm-hmm. It, especially mm-hmm. in such close proximity and, like, the comparison of, like, yesterday. Same I was, room
1: that you'd done it in as well. Yeah,
0: I was like, oh, I want to just be told I can move how I want to move and and Mm -hmm. be told to try this and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, that showed the difference. But also that brings me onto something that I really love about your intensive and I think is worth speaking about for anyone that hasn't taken it and might think about it, is that I've never been in a class where I felt so, I say class loosely, but like learning experience, where I felt so like the way that I moved was valid. And I think that's something that is weird because it almost seems counterintuitive because if you're, the way you move is valid, why are you in this class to improve, let's mm. say? So it's, like, mm. it's most, like a session then, like, why? Yeah, what are you teaching and me? This is like your intensive, I feel like is, especially for me coming from a freestyler world, mm. is the middle of the Venn diagram between learning and sessioning like when i go to cypher with friends i'm like i am not going to learn shit today <laughs> like i might try some stuff out that's risky but mm-hmm. i'm mostly just chilling and in my comfort zone and it might be about uh drilling something into my movement that i haven't or whatever but i'm not going to feel necessarily like i'm not going to grow too much i'm mm-hmm. just going to mm-hmm. jam and grow down yeah. yeah and enjoy myself and, and try some shit and then there's a class where i'm like right i'm not going to enjoy any of this. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't personally i I get a bit stressed with classes but like i know like if i'm going to training or like i used to train at renegades like pop in and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like i never went to renegades to train pop in thinking i was gonna have fun (laughs) like no it was like you're here to work your ass off Mm -hmm. you're gonna gain some new shit Mm -hmm. you're gonna like be tired and your muscles are gonna be stronger the next day but this is not about your comfort zone Mm -hmm. this is about doing Mm -hmm. this shit and that's what i felt like with most classes even choreo or when I was in college doing fucking ballet and contemporary stuff, I was like, this is not going to be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like yours was at the very middle of the Venn diagram. I was like, Oh, I've learned, I've left with improvements and with knowledge and with new things, but doing it was also like having fun in a session, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So that was what I loved. And I think that's a really beautiful
1: review. Thank oh, you. That's all
0: right. I'm
1: lying. No, I'm
0: joking. <laughs> she, yeah, she's me. under the table.
1: Um,
0: no, there's that. And there's also the fact that, yeah, like the way I moved was valid. So it wasn't like you need to try and be like a choreo type dancer. Mm. And that's it's like do the popping, waving stuff that you do. But here's how you
1: can add these ta- or do that in these tasks. As yeah, opposed to, yeah, it's like a um, sorry to no, no. cut you like the contemporary. Someone has approach. To, or I keep talking, <laughs> like just bring in the contemporary. Yeah a more contemporary approach, but to what you already have. I love that. Um, And that makes me think of some kind of hip hop theater initiatives or once you're in that space, just like the, sometimes you feel the need to be like abstract (gasps) or make it contemporary and it's like, "Mm, I've done it. I've done it and I'm a bit again, like sitting in who I am a little more to like, okay, so if you ask me to do something in theatre, then I'm just going to come and do what you've seen, what you've obviously seen to ask me to do it. I'm going to bring that into these spaces, not just dash it all and just be like, okay, so now dim the lights. Yeah. Get the chairs out. Yeah. And it's it's so true. Like there's so many things that we, in in all
0: places, like I found that when I, I think it was when I covered your class or Mm. someone when I did choreo, Mm -hmm. when I first, like I, I struggled with, Oh, I have to try and teach, like chore like I have to be like oh how would a choreo like how would a choreo dancer choreograph and I'm like why can't I just choreograph like me you know
1: that's just the rules thing again isn't yeah, it yeah
0: exactly and I think but this is something that we often have in different spaces I guess especially classes where we kind of accept that the reason we're there is because we don't. Not that our movement isn't valid, but that it needs improvement. So we're mm-hmm, here like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm not coming in trying to hold on to my movement because I know I'm going to get told to change it and do uncomfortable things. Um, but yeah, I think it was, and even, you know, like there could be someone next to me who's a very like contemporary dancer type of mover. Um, like the the one that we did, it's like, I'm trying to think of who was there, but there was like, let's say a girl that was like a contemporary, like full on contemporary dancer mm-hmm. was there. And then there was like me, who's done a bit of choreography and a bit of this. Then it's got you've got like um, Andy, which is monster pop, so he's like one of the most successful poppers in the world, like potentially like battle wise,
1: incredible. Potentially <laughs> in like history, he's like. And then he's dancing with like Keeks, yeah, who is like the most rooted, grounded, you know, from source dancer. Not that popping isn't that, no, no, but, but- it's not rooted in a street style at all yeah. and they're doing this duet together which they're they've not even heard the song yet but like you two, yep yeah, go and, <laughs> and it's what's
0: like... even more dope about that is like <laughs> let's using monster as a as an example because he's such a like pro, like high prolific. profile mm-hmm. yeah prolific i don't know if that was too much i don't want to give him too much props no joke. <laughs> but like yeah like someone like that and someone like Keeks, but both of them were still doing their... Like, neither of them changed mm-hmm. to try and do the mm-hmm. thing that they was. expecting. They were just, like, straight up dancing how they dance, mm-hmm. but w- still doing the task.
1: Yeah. It and that's makes what I love. think of... Um, like, a lot of the things that I say in the intensive, I end up going, like, motto for life. Like, yeah. I, I mean it related to dance, but it just... It applies. And you saying... Like, you feeling valid in the space with the style that you have is just, I think that's what contributes to the the color and the vibe in the room is just a room full of people feeling like enough yeah. versus the feeling in a room of 30 people trying to be something else. Like that sounds horrid yeah. to me. And I think also and I equate that immediately to a lot of choreography. Dance this is what space. I was going to say, because I think
0: we say with choreography, like the, correct me if i'm wrong but if you're in a choreo class the if you're looking at other dancers in the room the marker of whether they're doing it right or not is how different they look like if they look like what the teacher's doing let's say Mm -hmm. they're doing it more right and the less they look like the teacher Mm -hmm. it tends to be that they're doing it wrong they're off time the reason
1: it's just a bit like of a muddy it can be a bit of a muddy energy is because it hasn't been clarified like if it's a room full of people trying to look like the teacher there's still like a unity there but if you've got that person trying to be clean as can be next to the person that's just throwing all their source yet whether they've got a sense of what their source is or not like that is going to be yeah it's not necessarily stressful to be in but it doesn't always feel like the most unified and you know it doesn't need to be i at this point in my career or even a few years ago when i was in classes i'm at a spot that i don't need it to be unified for me to have a positive experience but for a younger dancer that can be rattling and it will probably be rattling in a way that you don't you don't recognize the source of it but i think um the sense of validation and of just because i want to have a collective experience but i also want to have a one-on-one experience and not in terms of me going around the room and checking in but i want each person to feel almost like it's just been me and them in the room for the week yeah like i don't need you to talk to someone about it and have had the same experience
0: i think i've that's i would say has been my experience like and that there's bits that i'll talk to like let's say jen or pax or Mm. whoever and they, something that stood out to them, I was like, oh yeah, I don't remember that we did right. that. And yeah, then there's some yeah. bits that I'm like, oh yeah, that. But, and they were like, yeah. oh yeah, I guess. Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's completely different things that stood out. To, and I think that's just a good thing, <laughs> basically. Okay. Um, shall we move on to this bright red box on the table?
1: Yeah. Do you want to explain why it's there and what that relevance has to- We are not sponsored by them. Yet. Um, yet. <laughs> but a lot of- What I bring to my dance and my approach to dance is humanity and the point that I am a person with feelings and emotions and thoughts and conscious and subconscious and that that is important to bring to the table or at the very least to not feel that it needs to be discarded. And um, I never like to force people to feel in dance i don't teach something that i've found uh moving or emotional and you learn it and you must also be crying by the end but humanity as a means of connection before being expected to spend the week in each other's space and have this very personal individual thing i find conversation to be an important part of the icebreaker and I hate icebreakers. I just hate being forced to connect physically, through conversation, anything but eye contact. I can make eye contact with anyone. Yeah. I think it's really but I think also mostly
0: eye con- uh, eye contact. Mostly icebreakers are shit. That's why. It's like mostly they're like, oh so turn to your neighbour and ask them about the name of their first pet or something. It's like why are we?
1: Which doing isn't this? one of the questions in <laughs> yeah. this game, but it's uh this is like, It's just like cut the chaff. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll find out your pet's name when you tell me, but I'm not that interested in your pet's name or yeah. like I don't really care where you went to school. Like, I'm interested in, you know, the things that this game entails. So, we thought it would be fun to play around or do around. Or, or two, we could
0: play. Or one. two. Let's see how long it takes. We could do a couple. <laughs> Um so just to for anyone that's listening and not watching the idea is that we have a card game uh called We Are Not Really Strangers and you basically pick out cards and they there's like rounds and they go increasingly in Yes yeah, so of round depth.
1: 1 <laughs> is level 1 is perception mm-hmm. um oh gosh I've really chosen an approach here haven't I level 2 is connection and level 3 is reflection and i don't know if she still does this i feel like she does but the creator of it uh corinne like sends a handwritten note in it and says i have found there are two ways to play this game number one play safe number two play to grow the second is how you win
0: oh bars right Bars. um should we do one of each round, round? the three so yeah basically um again for anyone listening we have yeah the different cards and you basically just pull a card and you either ask it you either answer it for yourself or ask the other person the thing or whatever um and yeah basically so what you were saying is that you do this at the beginning of every
1: yeah so in pairs uh just take a card each ask the question um don't believe we feedback about it. It's not about no. that so much. It's just that. a means of connecting and it doesn't have to be like, oh, you've answered the question and then like the end and now my turn. If it evolves into a conversation that doesn't even arrive at the yeah. answer, like it's fine. It's just, to give a basis for conversation. Yeah, really. we've
0: played this over drinks before and like ended up having long conversations.
1: Yeah, and like I learned, I learned so much about people that I already know. I've, yeah. I'm yet to play with a straight mm.
0: Complete stranger.
1: I'm yet to play with a complete stranger. I have played with people that I don't know very well. And I, I also have made assumptions that everyone likes this kind of stuff. Yeah, some, <laughs> some people do not. <laughs> yeah I'm... they've been very kind and done it anyway yeah, but <laughs> and then after the fact have been like yeah that was not my vibe So like, no but sorry. i like i
0: think i like it for that reason Is like friends that are not necessarily like our closest but they're just on the outside of closest that's where it works best for me is like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we never get
1: to ask each other mm-hmm. these questions let's because there's people i've known for years and seen very regularly and do not know yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I get older, that feels strange to me. Yeah. Not that, you know, they're like a mass murderer or anything. No, no, but it's But like... it's just like, how do I not have any... I have a sense of uh, your character, but yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know your take on things or yeah. how you think about things. And I find that people that don't like the games, you know it's just like a deep dive and not it's not everyday deep dive yeah but it can be though yeah and I, I don't I think like that it. has to mean like a hella spiritual thing or you know just wanting to analyze human behaviors it's just the art of conversation like just sorry opening if my up belly grumbles other. yeah um mhm uh yeah i I just I, I love conversation and finding out about people. Yeah. So, well, who's first?
0: Also, bearing in mind we've talked a lot and we've played this game, so
1: yeah, this is more for you guys than for us. I yeah, guess. if we
0: don't have a spiritual awakening based on this, <laughs> we're sorry.
1: <It> must. <laughs> but there's so much pressure, like oh, we have to cry at the end of this. <laughs> what about me is most strange or unfamiliar to you? I have to answer this about you. Mm.
0: What about you is the
1: most strange or unfamiliar? I guess it will be strange. Or oh, no, it, yeah, let me yeah. not.
0: Let me not. Look at you uh, not facilitating. Defining uh, <laughs> the rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought there were no rules. Um, <laughs> strange or unfamiliar, let me think. I feel like it's hard because I've gotten to know you quite well. So even the things that maybe I don't understand or connect with. Mm are not unfamiliar to me anymore mm-hmm. if that makes sense so mm. i would say all right in that sense i would say the objective answer would be maybe like your like spirituality and this type of thing because it's something we're the most opposed on if that makes mm-hmm. sense is if i think I of,
1: love that you talk to me about it yeah i think i said that to you guys yeah, yeah. like you cuss it out to me knowing full well that <laughs> yeah. i align with that way of being and but i love that I feel like <laughs>
0: What I'm coming to you to is not for you to agree with me, but I just I think that you find it funny when I get pissed off by stuff. So I'm more just like I can rant about this, not necessarily thinking you're gonna co-sign it. You're just
1: shitting on my ideals. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I know this is like your guide and how you live, but I think it's shit, and here's why. (laughs) Here's another reason why. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but I mean, you can definitely tell me to stop. But no, no, I just like I think that like we have a friendship where we both know that we think differently on stuff. And it's like, even with choreo and stuff, there's a lot of things where I'll bitch about something or like dance or something. And you'll be like, yeah, no, I don't agree.
1: (laughs) I mean, it kind of aids my level of spirituality when it happens, because I think we've spoken about this. I don't want to get too deep into it. And like, this might be where I get attacked. Um, My approach to it is really grounded and rooted and not something that I speak on or something that you'd necessarily even know that I had because it's just, it's there. And I think any um, aversion to your opinion would speak to it being a very surface level. This is just the language that I've found. And this is just the book that I read. And this is just, you know, what my yoga practice says that I should be like. So I think if I was offended, it would... um, Tell me that I had a bit more work to mm. do on letting my spirit spirituality settle. Mm. If that makes
0: well, sense. yeah. I mean, also just to say on the record, if you ever, you could feel free to tell me to stop. No, but it's I know you will funny. anyway.
1: <laughs> like that's also, <laughs> too far, Luke. Too yeah, far. yeah. But I think that's
0: also something with you that I can trust in being myself a bit is because you'll just immediately be like, stop doing that. Like that's really annoying. Like I'm too tired for
1: this. Or like yeah, I think I've done that a couple. Of, not like oh, yeah. stop, but just like. No, but... You've probably sensed that it wasn't the funniest or just like, yeah, yeah. I can't jump on this one with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> like, you'll
0: just kind of be like, I'll like, especially with the spirituality thing, like, I'll come to you and will be like, what the fuck is this? And you'll be like, oh, I feel like it makes sense. And I'm like, well, don't... Do I'll go and laugh about it with someone else. <laughs> yeah. <then. laughs> but which is fine. Like, I know it's like, as long as you don't have a problem with me being myself and then I don't have a problem with you being you. You know what I mean? It's just like... Let's just live happily ever after. Look at us. (laughs) Look at us guys. Look at us. Who (laughs) would have thought? This is a bit surface level, but it's all right. You can change it if you want. eh, Let's just roll with it. Let's see what happens. Um, Because this is the game as well. There's some bits that are maybe not so surface level. uh, Not so deep. Um, What do my shoes tell you about me? What you got on? Well, right now, nothing. I have Rick and Morty socks that my sister Mm. bought me. Um, I have my white Air Max 90s.
1: Are they clean?
0: They are. Come on.
1: Come well, no, it was just gonna <laughs> it was gonna aid my yeah, the uh, attention to detail, minimal, mm. um, fashion conscious, the classics matter, mm. maybe not trend all the way trend led. That's with a bit of intel there, so yeah. Um That's a like sneaker
0: wise, that's a good uh, Analysis to make? Oh, not. As in, like that. That is like I. I can't speak on it in terms of me because that's your perception of me, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but yeah. that is why I would have chosen the Air Nineties. All of those things that you just said is mm-hmm. like okay, like it's a staple of the the Nike thing. Is the the mm-hmm. minimal, they're classic, they're never going to mm-hmm. go out of fashion. So I mean,
1: I meant them in terms of because it's what they tell me about you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so so I'm sorry, just...
0: I was just speaking on the the choice of <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, right.
1: yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I'm a classic that will never go out of fashion. That's what you're saying. Or just that, like <laughs> you have your kind of fun. You're not so much wavered by trends sure. all the way, like fundamentals and, you oh, know, classics nice and things that work, work. Do you, like, is that what
0: that would tell you if you didn't know me or is that actually what you think of Can I can of me? only speak on,
1: no. I know I'm just, I'm yeah. answering the question. These aren't things that I didn't think them and then check that they were correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just That's saying what you would just stop adding rules. Okay, I'm just sorry. Answering the question,
0: <laughs> I lost. I lost the game. <laughs> That's minus one point.
1: <laughs> yeah, satisfied.
0: Yeah, very satisfied.
1: Oh yeah, because also I don't know where they are, but they have the. Um, there are two dig deeper cards aren't there oh and you which can which we don't need but no. they're just fun to mention think... if you're not satisfied with the answer yeah which in certain context is jokes because yeah. like if you're in a certain if you want a certain answer you can just, just keep like, keep speaking until you arrive at what i want you to say <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry this is a dangerous game to play on dates yes um you want to hit the next one yes
1: yeah. the next round the next round is Connection Oh, Let's do it, okay Uh-oh. It's a wild card I never know I think I don't use these when I play Is it like we have to do something? No, it's not doing oh. something But this is Whenever I play it, I'm always Saying it to you for you to do What it says okay. But whenever I play it, people are like So are you doing it or am I doing it? It's like, oh, well, no, I'm right. reading it to you Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: I think I take these out when I play, because I'm like, I don't want to do stuff. I oh, no, talk. some
1: of them are fun. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> so, you'll like this one. Ask a question you'd be too afraid to ask, something you wouldn't dare to ask. You are the wrong <laughs> fucking person to say <laughs> this to me, You, you want to go for what I wouldn't <laughs> ask? Like, the, some of the questions
0: I would ask are too far. <sighs> um,
1: ah, this is... Yeah. Um
0: okay um it's hard as well with me and you because i feel like in our private life i ask you all the questions i I shouldn't ask what
1: shouldn't what can you maybe ask here that you wouldn't have yeah i don't know yeah
0: this is a hard one to navigate because also i guess because of the our limits are quite wide in terms of what we speak about so to ask something that i wouldn't ask in normal life on a podcast is a bit wild (laughs) like because i would ask you almost anything in real life so then it's maybe like what would i not ask on a podcast should we try a different one would you rather maybe rather than me asking like i don't know something sexy
1: yeah, but even then we talk, like, what would I... No, m- but I mean on the podcast, though. Yeah, on mean. the podcast, it's going to get crazy, I think, maybe. Would you rather not? Are you doing that to preserve me and my integrity?
0: <laughs> yeah, or letting people know who I am. Because <laughs> if they're like, whoa, this is, this is where he wouldn't ask. like Fair. I think for both, for both of us, it's a bit better. Well, I think we- this,
1: this interaction was still telling. Yes. <laughs> um, if you could get to know someone already in your life on a deeper level, who would it be and why? You? Is that what you're pointing at? Belly rumble.
0: Oh, no, Sorry. I can't hear it. I thought you were saying me.
1: <laughs> this to, guy. Get to know me
0: better. <laughs> um, if I could get so already in my life deeper. I think that in recent years, I've been pretty good at like trying to make time to get to know people i don't have i feel like there's a bigger gap than there ever has been between who's in my circle and who's out of it and not in a bad way like i keep people out but just yeah you're out of my circle because we don't know each other that well and if you if i've decided you're in my circle it's like let's let's get to it Mm -hmm. but i would say the first person that came to mind when you asked that was jenny's brother actually um because i feel like family is really important to her Mm. and their family are very tight and mm. I think she has a sister and a brother mm. and I think I've spent a lot of time with her sister um on like we did a few work jobs and stuff and she's helped me with some like equipment yeah, and I think exactly. just bit like she she works in media so we've older had a brother a younger brother older sister and I think yeah we've spoke a bit more with her sister I've spoke a bit more with her sister and not that I feel like oh well we don't need to get to know I'd love to get to know her sister more as well mm. but I feel like her brother is someone who's like I love to- when I do talk to but I'm like I would I'd you know if we were in the same country I'd love to spend more time with you and mm. it just hasn't happened yet that we've spent massive exp- extended periods of time talking mm-hmm. um, so yeah, he was the first person that came to my head of like yeah maybe nice to get to know him a bit more Oh yeah. Good old ATN. He's a, he's a crack. If you ever meet him, he's great. He's like Jenny, but maybe wilder at times. Gosh. Yeah. But like a male version.
1: Yeah. Wild. Um, it's funny seeing siblings of, uh, not funny, but when you see siblings of a uh, different gender, yeah, it froze me sometimes when they resemble <sighs> oh. the person that I know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> my brain
0: Jen crazy. always says this, but like she said she's has she's been talking to guys who have then met her brother and gone, oh I can't anymore. Sorry. Like I can't like I can't have anything with you because you're too much like your brother. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like they've met him and gone, ah, oh, like this this can't happen. Which I get. <laughs> they are super similar. Um but luckily I find him hot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I already made that joke before and I just thought it was a good one to reuse. Nice. Um Tully, yes. Chanel, if you will. Mm-hmm. What was the last thing you lied to your mother about? Oh, this is the next card for everyone listening. They didn't see me pick it up. I didn't just ask that randomly.
1: What did I last lie to my mother about? Goodness. I don't. Maybe there was a down day but i didn't fill her in
0: on like you said you're feeling fine when you weren't
1: yeah or it had passed and like when i because i would seeing them maybe on a weekly basis i might have just like drifted past that um moment
0: but you guys are pretty open otherwise you mean
1: yeah i just she's not worries where it would like keep her up at night but i mean i've got some friends that are similar like i might say something that's like on the sadder side of things or just a you know a low moment and then it suddenly just colors like everything yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like no i'm fine i'm just <laughs> saying that <laughs> just like, had a bad day i gave into the sadness of a fucking panoramic <laughs> <laughs> let me have it yeah like yeah, i'm yeah. okay um and yeah i like the faro brow comes and you know but are you it's like no i'm fine so sometimes unless i'm still in it or just need motherly around it i might yeah, yeah sail past it sometimes fair enough i did hold back from her actually for a while that um one of her uh siblings had reached out to me i just felt like it needed a bit of distance from me before telling her
0: because they're not close
1: yeah right. they're not they're not close um yeah i just feel like i needed to get a handle and it did just come down to just saying it and that was kind of it but i think i wanted to consider what the effect might have been before just going you'll never guess who messes me yeah 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 so i do that a lot yeah
0: with everything
1: yeah important to consider the effects of what you're saying to other people definitely (laughs) Can go too far. <laughs> That's like overthinking to a T. Yeah, like, and then not saying what, you know, needs to be said. Yeah. But it's it's just worth consideration, isn't it, I Truth. think? And that
0: is a subliminal message to people that are listening. <laughs> Look
1: at us. Look at us. Who'd have thought it? A reflection. This is level three reflection, first card. Hit me. Host. You've oh. done this before. Go on. Um, what do you think I should know about myself that perhaps I'm unaware of? <gasps> oh, Oh, that perhaps you're unaware of. That's
0: the hard part of that question because
1: all-seeing eye. Yeah, I don't know what you are and <laughs> aren't aware
0: of, and what is or isn't a choice.
1: Perhaps he said perhaps. Okay. Um,
0: I would say. And again, should know about yourself. Mm. Subjective, mm-hmm. but maybe that you're that you um but i feel like you know this but like i feel like you're, <laughs> you're like
1: don't want to waste it yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> like oh, again with this with this game i'm always trying to think of a better answer but mm. it's like uh, this is the first thing that came to my head but that your um your nonchalance in your life or like your your way your personality is is very very laid back and i feel like i'm pretty laid back in terms of uh-huh. i'm not high maintenance but you're like more laid back
1: <laughs> you're <laughs> like horizontal yeah you are like horizontal a, a solid recline you're like the
0: emirates airlines first class like <laughs> Zed bed yeah. um but i think that it can come across as like you're not excited about the thing or the person or the whatever again which i feel like you know about yourself and have
1: I, I do forget it. Yeah, maybe that's... And I am told that. Like, you seem really unexcited about that yeah. and really great thing you've just said. Or, yes. Or, you know, we've got a friend in common that I can tell, like, it feels like I'm my responses are disappointing to them sometimes because I'm not matching them in yeah. tone, volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had to come to terms with that with you, I think.
0: Not in a way of, like, it... it ate me up or bothered me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think the first few times i I came away thinking i don't know what she yeah
1: she like,
0: about that <laughs> yeah or maybe like the maybe the response that you gave me would be the typical response of someone who's too busy to engage right and it's right, like right. oh, oh that's cool or like oh nice i'm really excited for you or whatever it's like oh, okay man. you, you obviously... no, i wouldn't
1: ever want you to feel that sorry
0: no no but i think that's part of getting to know each other mm-hmm. and i think at first i was kind of like i questioned it i'm like oh did she not and but then you do things or say things that was like oh no she did engage like three weeks later you'd be like oh how was that thing that you said you were really excited about because of this 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 and this and i'm like oh shit you in that conversation Mm -hmm. so then i was like oh well that doesn't add up to what What? i perceived your Mm -hmm. your part in that conversation Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. so i think the more we got to be friends i was like oh cool this is just like and and also the more i um the more I got to know you, the more I realized that it was okay to be me. Like I'm overexcited and I'll come to you and I'll say a million things and blah, blah, blah And you might like- if someone- Still be like, oh, cool. Yeah. And if someone else <laughs> heard us talking, they'd be like, well, she doesn't care. About- <laughs> 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 and he's like, I'll come and explain this and talk for like an hour. And you'll be like, yeah, that sounds a bit, a bit annoying, doesn't it? Like,
1: (laughs) And I've just gone on a
0: massive rant But it's like I know I've learned your scale now So I'm like I know
1: where the top of Like you're never gonna And you know that I'll also just say If like I'm not bothered Or I don't care Or I don't have time But I think I spoke to someone Again a a younger friend about this Fairly recently In that there's this quite spiritual meme About you know Finding someone that speaks your language So you don't have to spend lifetimes Translating your soul And (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there is something in that i've been quite stubborn in mm. that way like it takes a lot of effort for me to match, match. externally anyway even if inside i'm doing backflips and i was quite stubborn in that that's just the way i am and the way that i speak and my yeah frequency and it is not my job to have, like I'll speak on it. If someone's like, you don't seem very bothered. I was hoping you'd care more, yeah. like I'll explain, but it's not for me to change that. Cause I'll literally just be like off the charts, trying to match everyone, whoever I encounter. Yeah. And it's not, I think the result of that sometimes is people thinking that they need to match me down this is what there, I was say. like where yeah. they think I am. And it's like, no, like ultimate space for you to stay up there. Um like we can both just operate where we're at. Yeah. But like you can meet, I think minds can meet without the like, energy matching. Yeah, it's not about the external, the volume, the amount of words being spoken. Yep. Like that's not the way that you connect I feel like with people. Me and
0: you are a fucking perfect example of what you're saying. Like, because I think this is one thing that I've encountered a lot in my life, because I'm overexcitable, I talk mm-hmm. a lot. Like mm-hmm. I meet people who are like more reserved, but they make me feel like I need to be more reserved. They mm-hmm. tell me to calm down or, <laughs> you know, or like, yeah. Or like, you know, whatever, even more over long-term it's like, Oh, you'll, you need to not be mm-hmm. like this. <laughs> but like, I've never felt like that. Or you've never told me that that's the case with us. And like you sometimes enjoy my like hyperactiveness mm-hmm. or my like, uh, over over explaining things or over talking about things and we make jokes about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that but i've never felt like you've wanted me to be how you are you're just like well i'm gonna sit on this sofa and calmly listen and nod mm-hmm. while you pace around the room <laughs> and, <laughs> and explain but that's fine like i love you for who you are which is what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i love about you that i've always felt like that So this was the first thing that came to my mind in answer to that question even if i know that it's probably not but something-
1: another thing that i have ultimate time for that you do and i don't know if it you'd have it if you were um want to say more chill that's not an offensive meant to be offensive statement but just you checking if i have space like Mm. i don't know if that's as a result of you being the way that you are sometimes but i have ultimate respect for that and i think because i can i mean as a job i hold space and just as a person i think i hold space i can hold space well and i think the um assumption is that i can i can do it all the time yeah um but just that i have the capacity or desire to do it all the time and, and also I will,
0: if i'm annoyed about something or sad or excited or whatever in that just way.
1: whenever you ask Just if you've got space, I'd love to ask you something or I'd love, there's this story that I'm dying to tell you. Like you always give it a precursor before like diving into the thing and me just being like, yeah, 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 making space for it now. I think that is because of how
0: I am. Like, I think I've learned that I've been told many a time of like, I don't know, like I'll just text someone and hi, and then just start texting all the things. And texting is a different thing because for my opinion on that is like, just don't. If you yes, see me, if you see me sending well. messages, just read them when you're yeah, ready. Read them when you're ready. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if I maybe come into the room, I'm like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. It's like I think I know I'm excited and I want to mm-hmm. share the things on my mind all the time, which is why I have podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> that worked out yeah, well. I channeled it. Um, but yeah, I think I've gotten into the habit of like, right. Not everyone wants to. Hit, or I might walk into the space, like say I come here and I'm like, I'm in one mood. And you might have just gotten news that makes you sad or, you you know, whatever. Or I might be sad and you might be super happy. And I'm like, is my, maybe my news, maybe my car just had a flat tire. It's not that Mm -hmm. bad. So maybe let me like Mm -hmm. not dwell on this and ruin her day (laughs) for something little, you know? Um, So yeah, I think it is my over impulsiveness that made me learn that through probably trial and error with friends.
1: It Um, just very rarely, I'd very rarely been handled in that way, and I appreciated it, and started to ask it from more of my friends. So mm. thanks.
0: Oh, that's alright, mate. I'm happy
1: you feel like that. And with that, that was a solid combo. That was Thoroughly good I really enjoyed that. In it, so good. Let's go.
0: Oh, Lordy. look at how Lordy, Lordy! The, look at how the game allowed me to be selfish. Ooh, what parts of yourself do you see in me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> After that, look at how um, the game made this about me again. <laughs> I initially or instinctively went to like work-related okay. things. Go just on. just the hardworking, head down, get the things done, um, attention to detail. I want to say, uh, me saying attention to detail is just replacing perfectionist because I just don't like perpetuating the idea yeah. of it as a thing or something to strive for. Agreed. Um, Looking fresh, I think we have an affinity for wanting to look fresh. Uh, our openness um, and lack of filter, <laughs> our sense of humor. Um, yeah, I think I. it's really funny talking about our different ways like it's externally that we can be when we actually I feel have a lot in common that okay. like if you were, if someone was to look at us, they might be like, they are just on two different wavelengths yeah, entirely. Yeah, yeah. But I think that our, and it's not like I, <clears throat> the last question that we would have seen each other and been like, oh my gosh, she's going to be really hard to be friends with because of yeah. that. But I think that our kind of investment and commitment to the friendship not being based on that. Yes. Yeah. But the things that are being shared—the actual words and actions and stuff—speaks um, to us having more in common than maybe it looks like on the outside. And yeah, I could and maybe have been a bit more articulate there. No, no, you're just you're articulate. Well, explained. I'm articulate. That's another thing. Yeah, true. Mm. We do love a
0: we do love words,
1: <laughs> word smithery. Um,
0: but I think also it's like maybe the things that we have in common are more of more um abstract maybe than like oh do we both like basketball do we both like- yeah like it's on
1: like- a more like a moral exactly compass is kind of set to yeah the uh, like for example say with like
0: you you're into spirituality spirituality and you kind of would describe yourself as spiritual i'm like again what we spoke about earlier i'm like the complete opposite and i often make fun of those things he's a pagan (laughs) i'm a pagan (laughs) um but yeah like i'm very opposite to that and a lot of it actually irritates the fuck out of me as we've discovered but what we have in common is that we let people we care about people mm-hmm. we want people to feel their best like a
1: logical we- viewpoint on things and
0: yeah like there's some and you know there might be even things in that that we disagree on and mm-hmm. like but the the underlying point is we want people to feel good to feel free to feel uh happy to f- you know and it's like you have a way of doing that i have a way of doing that we might disagree on like the ways of doing that mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that the you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the underlying points are different and i think that's more where a lot of our things in common like you might have a different way of making jokes than i have a different way of making jokes but what we find humorous mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. similar even mm-hmm. if we have different ways of doing it mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. but yeah i agree it's my point And I love you lots, mate.
1: I love you too. (laughs) Look at this. Turned that well. I didn't know that it was going to be still I know. It's only three questions there. I mean, there is something kind of full circle-ish about all of this, isn't there? It feels like. With all of it. The collab. Yeah. And the fact that like, I
0: was on like one of the early ones and you were on one of the early podcasts. Yeah. And now we're doing (laughs) a revisit of both. Yeah. That's cute. I like us.
1: I like us. (laughs) And this is just the intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so I'm so, I mean, I think we're going to have to kind of wrap up anyway. Um just time-wise and to maintain interest. Yeah. Um I mean, we've played this game for hours while drunk and as funny as that would be to have recorded, um we're not going to do that now. Mm-mm. Um but no, the the following three podcasts I'm super looking forward to. Um not only in their relevance to your intensive, but in terms of themselves as content Mm -hmm. and experiences for me as a person let alone what will be left Mm -hmm. for us to listen back to which Mm -hmm. i think is going to be dope i don't want to put too much pressure on them (laughs) say insightful things now (laughs) but i think i think the chances are it may happen Mm -hmm. um and yeah uh so to wrap up um Obviously, Tally's on Instagram, and I'll probably put the Instagrams up on the screen as huge. But also, the important thing is to follow the identity ideas industry Mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yes, which is those words just with the dots. Yes. Full stops. Oh, my gosh. Identity, full stop.
0: Ideas, full stop. Industry, no full stop. I would
1: hope that it would come up when you searched it by that point, whether or not there's a full stop there or not. And I'm going
0: to research this and put it on the screen somewhere here. I'm going to make it like not where my hand is just to annoy myself.
1: And I'll do some handography (laughs) around it.
0: It's just going to be up there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so check out that on Instagram. Obviously myself the duke london podcast uh if you listen to this you found it already (laughs) so that's not a worry of mine um but yeah and yeah that's i don't feel like i have much else to say this has been a fucking pleasure as usual um would have been even without the mics and thanks for collaborating with me because like we said this isn't like a just of me having you on as a guest, we're like collaborating on this whole thing. So even the like we are not really strangers and the the guests that we brought in is like both of us planned this whole thing. So I'm super mm-hmm. excited to kind of work with you on this. Um and it's gonna be different conversations than if I was just sitting with the guests one-on-one or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, super freaking awesome. And um thanks for doing this and thanks for Pleasure, being here. Treasure. Everyone watching and listening, thank you if you're still with us. Um Like, comment and subscribe Click the subscribe button I hate all that shit But it really does help You are a business Yeah, it really does (laughs) help Like I wanna I get into the like Humanity of it And I I wanna be honest And just be like Just I don't care But like There's (laughs) a lot of Yeah, and I say this All the time I feel like But a lot of people This podcast has been wild For like The amount of people That have spoke to me In real life And Mm -hmm. said things That are like meaningful Mm -hmm. Compared to what The stats look like Mm -hmm. The stats look like shit If I'm being transparent Mm -hmm. Like if I just saw them I, and it was someone else i'd be like stop stop, do it. stop doing it it's a waste <laughs> of time I'm like what are you doing but th- the amount of personal experiences i have with people saying i listened to it i saw this oh, i love that part where you spoke about this like i would listen to it every week and i'm like you must be one of 12 because there's not that many views mm-hmm. but it makes that's what makes me feel like
1: to keep going with it because i'm mm-hmm. like there's there's some people that are really like enjoying this but i think that stuff matters and i feel the same like when i say i'm preaching to the converted like you not that you exclusively do it for those people but it's that level of engagement that you want i don't personally i don't want someone to um like and not actually take in the content. Yes. Just do it to do it. Right, right, right. Because then I could have a massive following, but like no one actually cares about what I'm doing. So yeah. I think that kind of engagement is the strongest foundation to build something that will be more successful in the metrics. Truth, Realm Truth. of thing in the long run.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, my only... Ask would be that can we translate more of those personal stories to uh, <laughs> metrics? Yeah. Can you also, before you come and speak to me, just click a like button? <laughs> this is not the way you appeal to your audience, Tally. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, tell a friend about the podcast if you're enjoying it. And we will see you soon for the second episode, but the first of the three strands of the identity ideas industry podcast. Fucking thing that we're doing, and we're do people that are listening don't know what's happening. Um, all right, thanks, guys. We'll wrap it up here. Bye. Toodles. <laughs>
1: Identity.
0: <laughs> <I> did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did I can't.